0: talk live and you can bring up whatever you want just dial in toll free and join us here our number is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 we've got skype and the skype username is lrn.fm with you in the studio tonight it's ian jay and daryl so there's some pretty big news coming out of new hampshire uh today
1: it was this morning i don't you weren't there for it, Daryl, but you were in Concord this morning, right? I was in Concord, and the uh, committee that I was sitting in observing their executive session actually went into recess hmm. so that the chair and a couple other members of the committee could go stand in the room where Governor Sununu was sitting to sign the constitutional carry bill into law. So this is something that a
0: lot of uh, people have been wanting for quite a while here yes. in New Hampshire. I don't know how long the gun permit, as it had stood was was the way it was meaning that they had this suitable person's requirement that excluded a long time yeah excluded me it excluded Derek j a couple of the hosts of this show from being able to get a permit just because the police don't like
1: the fact that we're critical of them basically one of the women with the women's defense league was deemed not suitable because on her third attempt or not third attempt but the Uh, Time that she went for her third renewal. So Mm -hmm. she had a license. Had had it renewed twice. She was going to get it renewed the third time. She did not put telephone numbers down for her references. And so the police chief in her town deemed her not suitable and denied her permit. Well, when you get
2: a license, you actually.
1: What a license is really
2: doing is when you're asking to for a license and you already have a right to do it, like you have a right to carry right. A, a gun or you have a right to travel in an automobile or whatever it is, a right to express your you know, freedom, such as teach a riding lesson. Like in Massachusetts, they want you to have a license to teach horseback riding lessons. And uh, I've done it my whole life without, without a license and so did my father and the state would come after it. But what a license does is literally it it's something that government, Gives you permission. To, originally, it was something that government give you permission to do that the church wouldn't give you permission to. Is how does all licensing started? You know, in England, you know, hundreds of years ago.
1: Well, the uh, permit. They specifically call it a permit, permit not license, a license. Thing. And the the claim is somehow it's different because well, we're you're using still the asking word for permission. permit.
0: You're still asking for permission to exercise a right, and I agree with you fundamentally. So, the whole idea of a license is wrong-headed, uh, but unfortunately, the reality of the situation is there are a bunch of men with guns who will put oh, you absolutely. in a cage if you don't if you don't follow their
2: rules. But by asking them for permission first to do something, you already have a right to do what you are literally doing. Is converting your right into a privilege? It, it, it's actually been talked about in Supreme Court rulings, with, you know, with this uh, driver's license stuff several several times. I can't remember any off the top of my head, but a license when you ask government permission to do something I don't care if it's a permit or a license or whatever or a warrant it's called warrants in like mm-hmm. some counties out west uh you are literally converting a right that you have into a privilege and, and well, in a way- I, I don't
1: think that it's you know the person that's saying please you know don't throw me in jail for carrying a pistol without some piece of paper that's the one that's deemed it to be a privilege or something it's the legislators that sit in the halls of power that have said you will go to jail if you don't that converted something into a privilege right and in my case what
2: I've always said is where is the evidence that your code applies to me and this is what you know Mark Stevens gets into And my dad did this when they tried bringing him to court for not having a license to teach riding lessons and his thing was well how how does your code apply to me because all this code is basically private municipal laws it's, it's you know these municipal corporations create this well it's code. applied
0: at the barrel of a gun i mean well, we all know too. that that's that's you know what uh, Mao Zedong, I believe is famous for saying right political power grows from the barrel of a gun there's no there's no legitimate process in that you haven't uh, consented to being ruled to these people or by these people but they'll just point guns at you and make you do whatever it is they want to do when you fill out any license
2: application it'll say in compliance with rules laws code blah 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 now in Massachusetts it I believe it's Uh, MGL chapter 93 section or chapter 90 section three and three and a half a or b or c and now I went and looked at this thing about a year ago and it said it was repealed but what actually but what it says is any person who applies for a license to operate a motor vehicle gives irrevocable power of attorney to the registrar of motor vehicles and I was telling this to a guy about a year ago out in New York and he's one of these guys that's been in a freedom movement for a while and he goes oh that same late language is in the New York gun registration or gun license you know, law saying that when you get a license to, to carry a gun or, or a license to own a gun or however it works in New York, that you actually give irrevocable power of attorney to the, whoever the entity is that's in charge of the gun licensing, a secretary of state or something. And what and, is the point of that? Well, so the the one in Massachusetts, the point is, when you give irrevocable power of attorney today to me, that means that you've given something away that you can't revoke. Yeah. So if I give Ian irrevocable power of attorney, he has power of attorney over my pretty much you know all my stuff, everything I do, maybe my you know bank accounts or you know property or things I own. Mm-hmm. And so it literally says his language in the Massachusetts uh, MGL. I think, think it's Chapter ninety, Section three and a half or three point five, and and then, but like I said, the last time I looked at it was repealed, but they're still acting like when they pull you over, they are definitely acting like they have power of attorney over your life. You know, the cops do, the judges do. And a, a lot of people that, you know, almost everybody has gone and had a driver's license. I mean, I I had one years ago. Sure. You know, really before I understand the whole deal. My youngest brother actually, uh, two of my youngest brothers have never had driver's licenses and they've had uh, actually a lot more success in court just because of the fact that they've never been in the system at all. And, you know, I was kind of in a system at one time. And, and lately I've done this waiver thing. I'm going to try it out here in Palmer as soon as they, if they do even call me to court. I don't now, know what is the will. waiver that you're talking about? The other waiver thing I've mentioned a few times, and I don't talk about too, too much on the radio because, you know, it's one of these things where I could give people just enough information to get themselves in trouble. But basically waiving the benefits to... To that, like all capital letters, date of birth, name—that's like on any government document. As far as I'm concerned, that's this is not the me.
0: idea that that is some sort of a, a straw man or a corporation that they're acting against, and that you're saying you don't want any connection to it. Yeah, basically, I, I, I don't call it a straw you.
2: man or, or I, so. Basically, it's like an entity created by the state you know, from the birth documents and those birth documents I didn't create, you know, I was a day old when they made them things up and mm-hmm. you and didn't my, sign it. I didn't right? sign it. My mother signed some box, but if I show a government agent, a document that has a name and date of birth on it, it's written the same way it's written on a birth certificate. Then clearly I'm saying, Oh yeah, this is me, which I don't do that. But when I did go get a driver's license application in New Hampshire, you know, cause New Hampshire, you could get a driver's license without a social security number years ago. Uh, I don't know if you can anymore, but they, uh, you know, I signed, you know, this document basically saying I was that entity. Now, I, I have years ago actually wrote the. You s- revoked that. Well, That's what, what I saying. did is I, I wrote a letter to the New Hampshire um, Department of Transportation or whatever they're called. And mm. you know, maybe about seven years ago now. And uh, I explained to them that I was rescinding the signature on the document mm-hmm. that I filled out on or about this date, you know, whatever it was that created this license. And did stuff. they write you back? No, the only thing I got back was, you know, I sent it registered mail. It's just that little... Um, you got the confirmation. Just a confirmation. And you'll never hear from it. I've never right. heard from any agency on any of this stuff.
0: I always find it, you know, a fascinating uh, study when people are talking about these ideas because, it you know, they sound like they could be legitimate... But ultimately, there's very little evidence of success. You're one of the few people who've actually put it into practice and has had some level of success. Some, not 100%. You you have been able to drive around without a government driver's license, uh, as I understand it, pretty successfully. I mean, there have been a couple times when you've been arrested for it. So you you have to be willing to... you know, to, to face po- potential consequences to take this particular road. I mean, it is oh, absolutely. a. Absolutely. Is why you're saying you don't want to give somebody enough information to where they can get into trouble. But the fact is, no matter how much information you have about this stuff, you could very well get into some sort of or, legal or even just get killed. Hot water. There's always that possibility. Toll free number here tonight: eight fifty-five four fifty. Free. We can talk more about the constitutional carry. It's big news here in New Hampshire and. More- talk live and you can dial in toll free here at 855-450-3 that's 855-450-3733 we've got skype and the skype username is lrn.fm plus my pillow you can get one at half off by using code ftl over at mypillow.com or two for the price of one it's up to you how many my pillows you order but you don't have to worry because it's pretty much risk-free and very low risk in that uh, you've got a 60-day window of time to decide whether or not you like my pillow, And we think you're going to like it. I know I like mine. I've been using it since early 2016. And it is a great pillow. It's designed to fit to the shape of your body and hold your neck in the proper position. Plus, it is washable. You can put it in your washer and dryer. It's designed for that. Plus, guaranteed to last 10 years. So, folks over at MyPillow really stand behind their product. you got that 60-day money-back guarantee. You just ship it back to them. They'll give you a purchase price back if you don't like it. And if you keep it, then it's good to go for at least 10 years. MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com with code FTL like Free Talk Live. Let's talk a little bit more about the good news from New Hampshire with constitutional carry passing into law today. We'll get into that here. But first, Libertarian Banker is on the line in the United States somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
3: Hey, uh, guys, I wanted to call in and, and um, talk about the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. I think I'm saying that right.
4: Yep, this you are. This is the thing
3: that uh, Tom, Tom had called in about the other night. And basically what it is is, um, well, Tom had made the claim that it was uh, hidden money, you know, this, this report of money that they don't tell you about. And so when the government is is claims that they're broke, they really have all this money. That was sort of his claim.
0: Yeah, that's and, the way um, it looks to me. I've looked at one of these things, but I'm not an accountant.
3: Well, any accountant or anybody that knows anything about running a business or running your personal finances, but for that matter, knows there, there are two basic financial statements. There's an income statement, and there's a balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And when the government talks about their budget and they don't have money to make their budget this year, that's their income statement. That's like the money that you make. You know, Do you make enough money to pay your bills? And then the money that's left over at the end of the month, what do they do with it? They you know, keep it in cash. They put it in investments. They buy real estate. They fix their roads or whatever with mm-hmm. this money. And that is what's on the balance sheet. So right here, I'm looking at the city of Keene, um, their balance sheet here. And they have uh, $31 million in cash and short-term investments and total assets of $74 million. Now, a lot of that cash is used to fund their operations. You know, they also have um, you know their receivables on here, their capital uh, assets, you know, the buildings that they own. So this is not money that they're just stocking away. This is a balance sheet. This is money that. Well, if they've got investments, that is by definition money
2: day. they're socking away. So you're looking at a balance sheet. Is this the annual report or the comprehensive annual financial this report the that the you're looking
3: at? Comprehensive annual. Okay. financial Now, the comprehensive annual financial report includes the balance sheet. It includes some comparative data that shows, like, previous years over current years. It includes the income statement. It includes their expenditures, a list of—it details a lot of that stuff. It's comprehensive, right? It's not just a basic balance sheet. But I think what a lot of people think is that there's this hidden money that cities have. I mean, this is just—this is their their capital. This is their real estate. This is their money from their operations. Well, I mean, but as far uh, as—okay,
0: you know, it's not hidden because you can download the document and you can look at it. But as far as the average person is concerned, it might as well be hidden because when the government talks about their budget... They don't talk about the assets that they have because those are outside of that income statement that you were talking about. So all they say right. is, "Oh, well, we need more taxes cuz we're you know, we can we're not having enough money coming in to equal our spending, so we need to raise taxes." When the whole time they're sitting on all these assets that they could sell off if they really, right. you know, wanted to. So it, to me, right, it right. is that's, kind that's of hidden.
3: Absolutely. I agree with you there. But that's let's break it down. To does the, the average moment, ta- Hold on, so-
0: does the average taxpayer know? That they're, that the government that they're paying taxes to is taking their tax money and investing it.
1: Do they know that? I would say probably not. Probably not. not. No, but probably to say not. That's that, what I'm saying. It's but, hidden. But to say that something that's in a public document that presumably can be downloaded off of the it government body's website is somehow hidden but they is act like, like they saying saying have no money. something on page three of the New but York they Times act is like they hidden have- because it's not front page, top of the fold. Yeah, you can do the research and find it, but the average
0: person isn't going to do that. The average person's just going to listen to what the town manager or the city council Council says, "Woe is me! We need more money. We got to raise taxes." When the whole time they're sitting on millions upon millions, and at the state level, probably billions of uh, you know dollars in investments that benefits the state benefits the city, and the average person has no clue this exists. So it's not a secret, but it's also not out on Front Street because they don't talk about this stuff. I've exactly. never heard them listen, talk let's, about it.
3: Let's break it down to a personal level. This is like a person who has a job making 50000 a year, so they get paid a certain amount every month. If they don't have enough that month to meet their current obligations, they might complain a little and go out – and and get a
5: job get a second
3: job But the average boring, person doesn't producer. steal
0: money from people through the threat of taxation Absolutely. and these people no, do the and they're we're supposed the to and there's the banker
3: political. i know they violate that every day banker what but you I'm don't understand
0: you. is that here in new hampshire they are supposed to return money to you know they're supposed to credit people's taxes for money that is above and beyond what is necessary to run the government that's not what they're doing they're taking that money and they're investing it yeah, and they're, that's they're not okay hiding it
2: away in retirement funds uh, all kinds of things so cafr1.com cafr the number 1.com it's uh, Walter Buren, I think is how you say it, guy's yeah, name. Yeah,
0: we've actually had him on the show in the oh, past. Oh, okay.
2: So years ago, ago, and I used to listen to uh, Raleigh James uh, on the radio. Years ago, I got into this CAFR one stuff. So we actually, in Palmer, went to get the comprehensive annual financial report. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then the, the, one of the assistant... That's definitely hiding it there. Oh, absolutely. So one of the assistant accountant ladies actually met me out in a parking lot. She goes, hey, you need to ask for the audit report. They changed the name of the comprehensive annual <laughs> annual financial report to audit report because people were, we're asking, asking about, about it. it. So this was like a Massachusetts like deal that they they changed this. So anyways, yeah. uh, but Walter Buren had a great example, and he had Jesse Ventura on. And when Jesse B- Ventura became the uh, what's it, um, the governor? Not governor. He became a uh, mayor of. Minnesota. Um, he governor of Minnesota. Well, he
1: was a mayor in some little town before yeah, he got elected. Right. So, oh, okay. so
2: anyways, yeah, he was a mayor in this town, and they needed a new new roof for the school, and it was going to be like, I don't know, hundreds hundreds of thousands of dollars to put a roof on the school, so they wanted to the, raise the mill levy on all the property taxes. And Jesse Ventura goes, well, I was just, we just hired some new accountants, and there's all this money in this such-and-such such fund. I can't remember what it was called. But if you, I think if you YouTube or Google Jesse Ventura on, um, the uh, uh, on CAFR or Comprehensive Annual you'll Financial Report, you'll find it because uh, they they had them on. I listened. I I think uh, either they had them on InfoWars or they had them on George Nori or one of them years ago was on AM radio. I was listening to it, and he and Ventura explained it really really good, and he he got like threats and we're going to find dirt on you and you know but basically they're going to raise the property tax to put a roof on the school and ventura's like we got all this money and then what ventura did is they returned money to all the um all, all the property owners all the taxpayers
0: we're coming up here in moments uh if you've got more banker you can stand by because you know okay maybe it's not hidden but changing the name of the report so when people ask for the report And then they ask for the wrong name and the
1: bureaucrats are like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) We don't have that report. It's Free Talk Live. The Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is having its 2017 annual convention March 18th from 2 to 9 p.m. at the Holiday Inn in Concord, New Hampshire. The banquet dinner will feature speakers Matt Phillips, president of the Free State Project, and keynote speaker Carla Howell, political director for the National Libertarian Party. Tickets for the convention and banquet are less than $60 and must be purchased before March 1st. Go to lpnh.org convention for more information or to buy tickets. That's lpnh.org convention.
0: It's Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. The number here, 855-450-Free. That's eight five five-four five zero three seven three three. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything that you want. Still to come, more on the good news out of New Hampshire today with constitutional carry, as it's called, that is the right to conceal a gun without asking permission, has Not been restored. Just a gun. But a loaded gun. That's a good point. Uh, I guess I would presume that most people would want to conceal a loaded gun, but yes, that that is an important detail here. Uh, so that is legal now, as of the signing of this document this morning in New Hampshire. It is now, as I understand it, legal to carry a gun. Without asking permission, concealed. You used to be able to open carry without asking permission in New Hampshire, but now New Hampshire is basically the same as
1: Vermont, It's same as... Not the same as Vermont, because no? Vermont has never had a permit that someone could request.
0: Right, but you don't have to request the permit. You, if you want to have a permit, you can still get one in Correct. New Hampshire, and then some states will will give reciprocity to that permit, but yes. not all of them, Correct. Uh, because it's relatively easy to get the permit in New Hampshire, and now even easier now that they've removed the requirement that one be a suitable applicant. So now the only pe- people prohibited from carrying concealed or carrying a gun in New Hampshire would be felons and anybody else who's specifically prohibited
1: by law. Correct. To, uh, so anybody that's been convicted of domestic violence, yeah. felonies, uh, certain drug uh, uh, charges. So if you're a known drug user, then they will say you're not allowed. Is that still a reason that they can deny? I thought they that's got rid a of federal them. thing. Oh, so okay. unless the feds are able to wind up changing that then no, known drug users cannot legally carry in New Hampshire. The toll-free number here is
0: 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Libertarian Banker, still on the line, called in about the CAFR, the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. And, Banker, you're acting like this thing is nothing unusual, and for organizations, that's true. It's not unusual to have a list of assets uh, that uh, that organization runs. But the difference, of course, between your typical corporation or household or individual and the government is the government has a monopoly on violence and that they can fund their activities through the threat of violence and that ultimately they're supposed to be open and accountable and they're not exactly open in all aspects when it comes to the things that are on this comprehensive annual financial report the average person even though they could dig around and find this information is not generally presented with it they're not they don't talk about it in any kind of you know budgetary discussion it's always just this is what the budget is and now we need more money so we're going to raise taxes even though they could go and clear out some of the stocks or bonds or whatever other things it is that they've
1: been buying up, or dig into some of their uh contingency funds now i understand they might have you know like 50 different contingency funds with a million dollars in each of them yeah and i can understand having a contingency fund
0: But they've got a lot more than than that. So, Banker, I wanted to give you a chance to respond. Go ahead.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. So, first, I just wanted to – Jay gave an example before the break there about a city in Massachusetts that that changed their name of the report, he claimed. Which, you know, that's whatever. It's neither here nor there. I mean, even the one in in Keene, New Hampshire, they they don't call it the comprehensive finance report. They call it just – Annual annual financial report.
6: Mm-hmm. But, I was um, told the
2: annual financial you know, report is different. That's one thing that Walter Buren got in about. I Remember, listening to because I first asked for the annual annual financial report, and they literally gave me like this, like twelve page document. And then I and then I did some research on it. This wasn't the comprehensive one, so I went back for the comprehensive annual financial report, and that's when they told me they didn't know what I was talking the about. The
3: comprehensive more is just going to give you more itemization. More, yeah, a, it, it's you know, comprehensive. It has everything. Summary. So- so thing. the audit and report it, was
2: about sixty pages long for this little town of Palmer. The annual financial report that's sitting there on a desk that they just give out is a totally different. It's it, it's basically a segment of the actual comprehensive annual financial report. So
3: exactly, and that's just like, my, and this is my point. Is this is the same that would be in any organization, any business? If you're going to a, a board meeting at a large company, you don't give the board you don't give the board member a, a, a 125 page document. You give them a, something simple to digest, it, one or two page sure. things that so they can make decisions based on. That's you know. So you, th- this is not. That's what I'm saying. Is this is not unusual. And I'm not debating that the government has the ability to steal money. And that's the problem I have. But but this is not just secret money. This is you know. This is it's not unusual. a secret, is, but it is <laughs> not
0: exactly promoted as something that exists. I mean, come on, you're a financial guy. So to you, this is like no big deal. This is every day. You look at these things all day in, day out. This is typical for an accountant. They would find this. Do you want
1: to know something that's a secret? That would be the non-inventory assets of the New Hampshire Liquor Commission because they put out an annual report. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, w- hold on banker what's that daryl the uh non-inventory assets of the new hampshire liquor commission is a secret because they mm-hmm. put out an annual report where they claim to have like 16 million dollars worth of it. non-inventory assets meaning stuff that's not liquor that gets put on the shelves that people buy or maybe maybe not it could be like a car right like couldn't that be card yeah. right so things right. that are not liquor on the yeah. shelf so non-inventory assets Inventory okay. would be the stuff on okay, the shelves. Right. Okay, gotcha. So, non-inventory assets. I filed a FOIA request mm-hmm. asking for a list of their non-inventory assets and was told, we don't have a list of them. So, that's a
3: secret. Look, they, 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 that is not unusual in a multi-billion dollar operation. I mean, I'm sure there are a couple thousand bucks missing at Starbucks somewhere. <laughs>
1: Right, but this is, the government. is not a government entity, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not debating the my, non-aggression. My question is: no, We're not talking.
0: This has nothing to do with the non-aggression principle. This has to do with a government agency is supposed to be open and accountable, and they're not. And they they
1: claim to have non-inventory assets of sixteen million dollars. Like we've got sixteen million dollars worth of stuff, but we don't know what it is.
0: That's a
3: significant amount.
0: Banker, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's go to Gilletta in New Hampshire. Gilletta, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. hey there. Uh,
4: I just
7: wanted to make a real quick comment about the last caller that you sure. had um, was talking about how if you can go on and find the documentation, then it's not really secret. Mm-hmm. And I used to work for several large companies, some of them being insurance companies and all that, and the government says that you cannot expect the average person to go on and read manuals. That's how places like uh, Winnebago got in trouble for putting in their manual what... Um, autopilot. The uh, autopilot was. I remember that. and remember You know, that kind of thing. So a normal company would get in trouble with the government and pay fines and restitutions if they just put their information out there in writing and didn't give it in clear documentation up front to the average consumer.
0: Mm-hmm. And
7: yet the government doesn't have to do that.
0: Nope. They sure so don't. to me,
7: that's kind of hypocritical going against their own rules.
2: And didn't Winnebago have to pay out a large settlement on that autopilot cruise control thing that they got involved? Oh yeah. Happened? Yeah. Yeah, that was because Winnebago... I'm not familiar with that case. So, on, on a Winnebago Camper, the button has, for cruise control didn't say cruise control. It said autopilot. The guy hits the button, Thinks walks in the back drive. of the camper oh to make a God. coffee or something or use the bathroom and, like, he wipes went out. to go
7: take a nap with his wife.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I wow. remember that. How many years ago was this? Oh, and, of
7: course, they got into decades? an accident.
2: Yeah, okay. 15, 20 years ago or something. Yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because if it said cruise control, they would have been okay. <laughs> but it said autopilot. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a well, good... Sorry, i I shouldn't be wow. laughing. All over wow. the place.
4: I Maybe.
7: mean, just with the insurance company that I worked for, you could not expect a member of an insurance company to read their member benefits. Right. And so if it was in the benefits, but it wasn't clearly stated to them, then they weren't liable for it.
0: Yeah, I bet you if you polled people... 1% or less would know what a comprehensive annual financial report was. If, if you excluded all the accountants, 1% of the average people or less probably have ever even heard of that, that concept, let alone have uh, asked to look at it uh, or you know aware that it, it even exists. Gilletta, thanks for your call tonight. I, I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, there's more coming up here, and you can share your thoughts. 855-450-FREE. Plus, we'll uh, dig a little further into Constitutional Carry coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up what you want. Here our number 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We do have Skype and Skype username is lrn.fm. With you in studio, it's Ian. Jay. And Daryl. So now, if you've been thinking about moving to New Hampshire as a liberty-minded person, you've got one more reason to do so. The Constitutional Carry Bill was signed into, uh, I mean, you could say law today. I'm sure you would say statutes, uh, Jay, but it was signed today. And that means that now the police in New Hampshire are no longer allowed to arrest anybody or ticket them for carrying a gun concealed, uh, the average person. Now, if you're a felon, then that's still going to be a problem. But but the average person is now, as I understand it, legally allowed to do that without a permit in New Hampshire. Just like Vermont's been for years. Correct, and other a few other states as well. I believe Arizona did it recently. Maine, I think. Arizona did
1: it several years ago. Although there are still large swaths of Arizona where one is not legally allowed to carry a firearm. Indian reservations? No federal Federal
2: properties. All right. I am going to talk about that with uh, you know the BLM. The feds own all this land everywhere. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's a huge problem, and obviously that's going to be a, a challenge when it comes to secession from the United States, which is also another topic we could talk about here tonight. Well,
1: luckily there's not a lot of federal land in New Hampshire. That's true. There is some, though, as I understand. There, it. there is some. You know, that, isn't uh, there a naval military base? Port yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'm not sure if the Air National Guard base in Concord is considered federal or if that's state. Because, you know, technically the National Guard is a state thing, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those weird sort of, you know, like there's that weird uh, state federal thing with it. An ugly marriage.
2: Well, technically the word state means District of Columbia, so, you know yeah anything state is a federal thing
0: so if you want to join us here you can our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE uh there have been a lot of people working on the constitutional carry for a long time and today was you know their big day after it being uh passed by both the state house the senate as well and then signed by the governor previously had passed both the senate and and the House, but had been vetoed by the previous governor, who was a Democrat. Uh, this last 2016 election, a Republican got in for the first time in a decade, and that meant that uh, the winds had changed enough to make it so this thing was possible. Now, if we're really lucky, we'll also get some marijuana reform in this year, which would be a guns and weed year for, uh, for New Hampshire. It could happen. Yes, uh, if
1: only we could change that federal law that would you know then allow you to possess guns and weed simultaneously without committing a felony right. or
2: we could just tell the feds to go to hell in new hampshire
0: that i think would be very nice unfortunately we've got a little ways to go on that one although i would like to talk about some secession so you know there are some people out there who uh you know they might have been a little worried about the gun rights here in new hampshire even though new hampshire was was always one of the most gun freedom oriented places it could never make the claim that it was the most it was like top five or close to the top five but now it's you know Top three, maybe you know, number one. I don't know. I don't know how you measure those things, but it's tied, probably for number one with, with tied Vermont.
1: with like several yeah. other states.
0: So, good news for those of you who care about uh, the the freedom to defend yourself. You now no longer have to beg for permission to do so in New Hampshire. So, it is possible to change the system here. And I understand there are people who are completely against working inside the system. Johnny Ray, who's our Sunday night co-host here on Free Talk Live is completely against doing anything inside the system he's against voting or lobbying representatives and i get it i really do that's why i didn't want to go and attend this you know signing or whatever take any pictures of it because it's too worshipful of the state it's like oh the man with his powerful pen he's going to sign this document everyone's (laughs) clapping
1: yay state yay and it's just it's just way too you know you know more about what happened at the event than i do i don't know that everybody was clapping i'm presuming there and I, i didn't watch the video i haven't
0: watched any video but come on this is what happens at at these events i mean they're surrounded by people i did see a photograph and so you know it's always the the head bureaucrat or the head politician the governor of the state surrounded by all the supporters of the bill as they cheer cheer it on so it is a very kind of state worshiping event and i don't you know, I don't want to give more legitimacy to the state while at the right. same time I do appreciate the fact that this was done. Because yes. if we don't you know, – we're not to the point yet and we're not going to be sadly anytime soon to where a certain – percentage of the population completely just decides to ignore the state because if that happened it'd be amazing i mean if enough people were to just drive around without a driver's license no registration on the car not pay uh property taxes not pay corporate uh income tax if they were to just ignore the state then it would really neuter them in a lot of ways because they don't have enough jail space for all. certainly
1: and i i will say that uh the it department for the new hampshire government really needs to get on the ball because the text of the legislation clearly says takes effect upon passage they need to update the statutes they need to update the forms yeah. because the if if you go to the Department of State website or whatever it is right now where you can download the uh, form for the application mm-hmm. still mention suitable person right uh still says that it's a four year uh length of the permit where Instead now of five, it's, five. it's five yeah. So yeah, they they need to get on the ball updating forms well, because I mean, otherwise they're... it does not actually take effect upon passage. It takes effect whenever the hell they get around to updating the <laughs> forms.
2: Well, it sounds like this this new law makes this concealed carry permit pretty much I mean, not even necessary or null and void. I guess the only reason you would want it is for reciprocal reciprocity. Reciprocity, yeah. yeah, right. That's the only reason. And there reason. are
1: some people that say that they're getting one only because of the reciprocity.
2: Well, I know I know this old boy down in Massachusetts, he hangs out with us, and boy, he's so proud of his concealed carry, carry pistol permit, and he's always... It's probably hard as hell to get one in Massachusetts. Well, uh, any of the kids that turn 18, he tells them, he's like, you need to get concealed carry permit. I'll take you down there. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you to the course. I'll help you out. And I'm like, no, permits
0: are bad. Don't ask the government for permission. We go back and forth. We have a good time. So I don't know if there's much else to say about this. It's good news. Congratulations to everybody who worked on it. Uh, another feather in the cap of New Hampshire. Another reason why people who love liberty really ought to consider moving here. Because you know the you know if the Democrats get back in control, they're going to try to undo this. And I'm so, not so sure. No it's pretty common here in new hampshire that when the power shifts in the state house that they actually spend a bunch of time undoing what the previous government did.
1: true but generally it's you know some of the minor stuff mm-hmm. or things that target you know college students voting it's not the major things okay well i guess we'll we'll
0: see but if we shore up enough uh, liberty-minded people in in new hampshire then it gets harder and harder for them to undo pro-liberty right. uh changes is and there so- a lot of pro gun or any pro gun democrats really in new hampshire there are yeah they're uh, in new hampshire you pretty much have to be pro gun to some extent you even the anti gun people couch their anti-gun language in ways that makes them sound like they care about gun rights okay so they'll usually say things like well i totally agree that you should have the right to carry a gun but we really need to be concerned with these crazy people so you know like they'll they'll always couch it in terms as though oh yeah i've grown up with guns here in new hampshire i i know about guns i fired them as a kid you know so like even the democrats here a lot of them have guns or you know know people who have guns and grew up with with guns I, it's just the culture in new hampshire they're all over the place I, I love these gun control people like oh the crazy people
2: it's like well i know i could go to a place in springfield massachusetts and I, i'd literally know a door i could knock on to get and a that gun. guy would have me a gun in 15 minutes for yeah. about 150 bucks with a bunch cheap. of ammunition uh, maybe a few hundred bucks i don't know yeah. but it just so anybody can just Get a gun. I actually built a built an incomplete gun in shop class in high school. My shop teacher had a fit
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to prove a point to an English teacher that right. anybody could come up with a gun. Right. And now that you've got three D printing, it's oh, even yeah. easier yeah. than before. Even somebody without any real machining experience can I, can build a gun.
2: I actually I got to experience the other day a three D printed twenty two silencer. Really. That is like you.
1: you That's cool. You're very cool. I mean, you
2: just heard a click.
1: Well, why you- don't they just call it? Oh, so you're saying that this thing actually silences, because my understanding suppressor. is that you know, well, suppressor, so-called yeah. silencers are basically mufflers, to where they yeah, just they, muffle the noise. I mean, they, they reduce don't make the it decibels.
2: T- yeah. 22s aren't loud anyways. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't believe how quiet this thing it was. Like a BB gun. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, literally. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. And you just print it out of your 3D just printer. Just print it Screw out. it put, on there. Just Put it on there. I don't know about thirty shots. It was kind of useless. Amazing, but yeah, That's amazing. Yep.
1: And then they've got the Ghost Gunner, or it's called the Ghost Gunner, to where you buy what they call the eighty percent lower. Yeah, and you put it in this little small uh, CNC thing, and just press start, and then it does all the stuff, and you don't need to know machining. Incredible. Now, isn't he like enjoined
0: from selling that product right now, the Ghost Gunner, or? I don't know. I forget what the latest was on that case. All right, there's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. Our number, 855-450-FREE. We've got an update on the Philly Soda Tax coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We just got our new Rye Guys t-shirts. I chose the Power Corrupts shirt and the I'm Already Against the Next War shirt. These quality shirts look good and feel good, and they feature clever, thought-provoking designs to promote freedom, peace, and healthy skepticism of modern mythologies. The Rye Guys donate a portion of proceeds to Antiwar.com and the Future of Freedom Foundation. Enter coupon code FTL at checkout to get 15% off your order. That's RyeGuys.com. W-R-Y-Guys.com. RyeGuys.com. It's a Rye Wit for today's shit. Free Talk Live, you can join us here, Free Talk Live, and bring up anything you want. Our number is 855-453-855-450-3733 and we've got skype the skype username is lrn.fm with you in studio it's ian jay and daryl we in the first hour we're talking about the good news here in new hampshire yet another reason for liberty-minded people people who love freedom and who actually want to do something about it uh should move to new hampshire there's now constitutional carry which means that if you are not a felon uh, or otherwise prohibited by law to carry a gun then you are allowed to do so Concealed or openly without any kind of permit here in New Hampshire it was previously legal to open carry uh, without any permit and you had to have a permit to concealed carry. Now you do not need to have a permit. The permit uh, will still exist for anyone who wishes to get one for reciprocity's sake in other states in the select other states that do. Uh, have reciprocity for the new hampshire permit but ultimately you do not need one uh, to carry a gun concealed in new hampshire as of this morning at about 10 a.m so that's very exciting shortly after 10:30, 30 actually yeah so uh, good news for people who care about gun freedom and of course as we've talked about a lot here on free talk live the reason why we're here in the studio together the reason why we know each other is because of this migration that's been going on for more than a decade of people who care about liberty, who are moving to New Hampshire to help keep New Hampshire as free as it already is, because it is already arguably the freest of all the 50 states, uh, to keep it as free as it already is and increase the amount of freedoms by rolling back bad laws and stopping, of course, any new bad laws from uh, from being passed. And the more libertarians we can get here— the more successful we're going to be, and whatever your form of activism, whatever your issue is that you want to work on, whether it's gun rights, whether it's homeschooling, whether it's drug freedom, uh, whether it's you know ending the uh, you know insane victimless crimes that uh, that we still have here in the state, there's a lot of different areas that you can get to work on, or maybe you just want to work outside of the system and create alternatives to the state. Uh, There are people who are interested in doing that here as well. So whether it's peaceful parenting or people who are agorists, people who want to do business without asking state permission, there's a whole variety of folks here in New Hampshire. The largest libertarian and voluntarist community that I believe exists on earth, the largest concentration of them is here in new hampshire so if you want to learn more about why you should come up here check out the 101 reasons liberty lives in new hampshire that's 101 reasons it's an hour-long documentary film great movie uh 101 reasons film.com highly recommend it and start planning your move sooner rather than later because fact is we need your help even though there's a few thousand folks here uh it's still the 80 20 rule is firmly in effect 20 percent do 80 percent of the work so we need to get you know thousands more activists so we can have a larger 20 percent
2: yes and and as time goes on we're going to get a lot more movers i believe because still every day i meet libertarian minded people that have never heard of the shire society or the free state project or anything that's going on in new hampshire they have no idea i met a kid actually last night in um townsend i bought a couple goats off him and a few llamas where's that massachusetts yeah so it's on the massachusetts new hampshire line Is mm-hmm. uh i forget what the border maybe hollis new hampshire is the okay. border town and he, he actually's like oh yeah i i use my friend's address in new hampshire so i can register my car and stuff and <laughs> you know so i don't have to pay income tax for my job and, and anyways i was like oh you know I was talking about things and he's i could tell he was you know libertarian freedom-minded you know kind of guy And i'm like have you heard of the What's going on in New Hampshire with the freedom movement, like uh, the Free State Project or Shire Society? He's like, no, no, no. What is that stuff? And mm-hmm. so I told him about the. He's probably listening right now. I told him about the radio show and gave him some other websites. And he was just, he was all excited about that. Something like that was actually going on. And the guy's from, you know, you know been living two miles from New Hampshire his yep. whole life.
0: We still gotta get the word out, even though this ma- this migration has been going on since early the early uh, aughts. Since like two thousand three was when the first Free State Project mover started coming up here. Um, it, it it is still – there's a lot of people in the Libertarian Party who don't know about it. There's a lot of people who are just Libertarians who aren't involved in the party uh, who don't know about it. So when I was given the opportunity to speak at Anarcopulco, which I just found out like a week ago that I – mean, I thought I was just going there to broadcast. But apparently they, they're going to give me a speaking gig. So I'm like, all right, well, what do I talk about? How about why you should move to New Hampshire ASAP? So that's going to be the, uh, the good. good point of my speech, because, you know, there's there are obviously people that uh, want to get out of the United States for good reason. I mean, it's a scary place to live. You've got a police state that's ever growing. I uh, don't blame anybody who wants to escape from the United States. But if you want to actually have a chance at more freedom and you don't just want to hide out for the rest of your life i think that new hampshire is the best option for you and so i'll uh, i'll outline 10 different reasons why libertarians and voluntarists and liberty-loving anarchists should get off their butts get off the computer and start
1: planning their move to new hampshire so ASAP. why 10 reasons or are you just doing know, you know, arbitrary like the, i they're always arbitrary yeah, Ten sounds cute and fuzzy works well i've
0: got like 20 40 minutes and i'm gonna plan on 20 minutes to speak and then 20 minutes for questions so two minutes per reason okay
1: i i like the way and uh, i i'm a big fan of sovereign tech mm-hmm. and brian sovereign on some of his uh patron only stuff yeah he'll do top eights because mm. you know everybody does top tens right and he hey i want to be different <laughs> let's do a top
0: 8 i'm an eight baller
1: man it's going to be uh, you
0: know, general t- topics with multiple reasons underneath, basically, because uh, there's just so many reasons. There's so many more than 10, and I'm going to cover as many as I can. So, uh, so there you go. Let's talk more about guns, though. We have the good news about constitutional carry in New Hampshire, but there's unfortunately some bad news out of a federal court in Virginia yeah. regarding a so-called assault weapons.
1: Before we get to that, because we did mention the ghost gunner. Towards yeah. the end of the last hour, and you said, didn't that guy wind up getting told that he can't do that yeah, Cody, anymore? Uh, Cody Wilson, Wilson is the guy that created the CNC machine called the Ghost Gunner, yeah. and I'm not able to find anything saying that he has been ordered not to sell or anything, but I did find a story about a guy that was using a Ghost Gunner in California who is going to prison For for 41 months, Mm. so that's just over three years. Daniel Crownishield pled guilty to uh, various counts in exchange for federal prosecutors dropping other charges. Uh, They claimed he was unlawfully manufacturing firearms and dealing firearms because what he would do is he would sell someone what's called the 80 percent lower the unfinished ar-15 lower receiver which as i
0: understand it you don't need a license
1: to sell or purchase correct paperweight and then because he had one of these ghost gunners he was letting people pay him to use the machine to to wind up milling it out Mm -hmm. and federal prosecutors claimed that was illegal manufacture of firearms and dealing firearms So now to the new news from today out of that federal court in Virginia dealing with a ban in Maryland and the reason the Virginia court, it's federal court housed in Virginia Mm -hmm. that heard this. Maryland currently has a ban on 45 kinds of so-called assault weapons and a 10 round limit on gun magazines. That was upheld on Tuesday by a federal appeals court Mm. in a decision met with a strongly worded dissent. In a 10-4 ruling, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond said that guns banned under Maryland's law are not protected by the Second Amendment. Wow. Judge Robert King wrote for the court, put simply, we have no power to extend Second Amendment protection to weapons of war. (laughs) adding that the Supreme Court's decision in the case of D.C. v. Heller explicitly excluded such coverage. Wow! Maryland Attorney General Brian Frosch, who led the push for the law in 2013 as a state senator, said it's unthinkable that these weapons of war, weapons that caused the carnage in Newtown and in other communities across the country would be protected by the Second Amendment. Well, it's what a about very when you strong need a- opinion, and it has national significance, both because of its on the bank and for the strength of its decision
0: so it's a weapon of war because it looks like one i mean like if you need a gun that has a large uh, magazine from which you know you need to defend yourself or your property against an oncoming horde of people who may not be another government but maybe let's say rioters for instance then uh, is that a weapon of war in that instance? Well, I,
1: I've got a lot of questions here. We'll get that into them. We'll get into
0: the toll-free number here eight fifty-five four fifty-free. So yeah, not good news when everybody thought the uh, Trump administration was going to protect guns in the United States. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us on the radio here. We're talking about gun rights and the court de- uh, decision, appeals court, that ruled pretty firmly that uh, apparently it's completely illegal to ban guns if they're called weapons of war by the courts. Right, and uh,
1: this is where all of my questions stem from. Well, hold those questions. We're
0: going to get into it here. Uh, the toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. And then I do have the latest... That I could find on the situation with Cody Wilson, the guy who created the Liberator, the 3D print, the first world's first 3D printed gun. Yes. Uh, what's going on with that? Because there is. Uh, a court injunction against him and it's not about the ghost gunner machine that we were talking about earlier but there is an injunction which we've covered in the past here we'll just kind of update you on that uh, when we get the chance your calls and thoughts are welcome as well the toll free number is 855-450-FREE 855-450-3733 and with you tonight by the way it's ian jay and daryl if you've got bitcoin or some of the other more popular cryptocurrencies we want you to check out the official wallet of free talk live it's called jacks And you can get it at Jaxx.io, J-A-X-X.io, or the Apple or Google App Stores. Uh, There's no wallet quite like it. It holds multiple currencies and has Shapeshift integration built in, so you can easily change one currency into another. And also, you can easily back up the wallet and recover your funds. So if you lose your phone... Uh, something terrible happens to your phone no big deal if you've got the backup phrase with Jax. plus it's cross-platform so you can not only have it on your phone but also windows linux and mac computers plus browser plugins for chrome and firefox so they make it super easy to access your favorite cryptocurrencies Jax is the official wallet of free talk live and they're striving to give you command over your digital life with coins contracts currencies identity and more all on the horizon for jacks it's your digital command center in the palm of your hand go to jacks.io j-a-x-x dot so
1: daryl the uh court of appeals for virginia one of the virginia court of appeals the fourth sir, fourth u.s circuit court of appeals based in richmond
0: and they cover Mar- maryland and they upheld the maryland law
1: banning something like 40 45 guns. different kinds of so-called assault weapons and ten to also four vote. a 10 round limit on magazines and they're saying this is totally constitutional that uh
0: it's no problem for a government to ban what they call a weapon of war right
1: and this is where all of my questions come from at one time muskets were used in war that's right Hatchets. does that mean that well i'll get there next <laughs> Does that mean that I'm precluded from owning a musket because at one time it was used in war? Good question. What about a flitlock pistol? What about a bayonet? What about a uh, broadsword? What, what about, you know, Jay mentioned hatchets. Yeah. What about, you know, dirks and daggers? Because those used to be used in war for up-close combat. Sure. So, yeah, you know, like, are, are the only weapons that I'm allowed to have things that no one has ever used at any time during a battle?
0: That would really whittle down the options, so, if that were the case. But it's
2: okay for these so-called government agents to have all right. this stuff.
0: Yeah, they can have anything.
2: I, I seen a sign today, actually, in driving up here. It was in Athol Mass, right on the side of Route 32. And it said, uh, ban assault weapons, or support assault weapons ban, and then about another uh, 300 feet down a row a guy had another sign when assault weapons are banned only criminals will have assault weapons <laughs> and i thought that was pretty good
0: uh, yeah i love that about new england especially in new hampshire you see that a lot yeah. where like just just property owners will put up their political opinions on a sign out in front um, by the if,
1: road if they went as far so far as to ban everything that's ever been used as a weapon of war you could not have a rock because yeah, yeah, rocks back in the olden times were put inside of a sling and sure. you know slung Ooh, at one slingshot.
0: another right yeah i mean it's a terrible decision so Bowls uh and arrows presumably it'll be appealed but they are saying in their decision it was a 10 to 4 vote that's a large court by the way yes um that uh, in this vote they said that the heller decision which was kind of a a landmark case at the Supreme Court level that Correct. supposedly upheld the right to bear arms.
1: <laughs> supposedly. Uh,
0: yeah, They're saying that that decision actually carved out an exception
1: for so-called assault ri- rifles or weapons of war. Is that right? I think you said that something about that. That appears to be what they're saying. Uh, one of the judges issued a dissent, Judge William Traxler. He con- uh, that name sounds says- familiar. By concluding the Second Amendment does not apply, Traxler wrote the majority has gone to great lengths, or rather greater lengths, than any other court to eviscerate the constitutionally guaranteed right to keep and bear arms. He also wrote that the court did not apply a strict enough review on the constitutionality of the law. Quote, for a law-abiding citizen who, for whatever reason, chooses to protect his home with a semi-automatic rifle instead of a semi-automatic handgun, Maryland's law clearly imposes a significant burden on the exercise of the right to arm oneself at home, and it should at least be the subject to strict scrutiny review before it is allowed to stand. NRA spokeswoman Jennifer Baker said it's absurd to hold that the most popular rifle in America is not a protected arm under the Second Amendment, adding that the majority opinion clearly ignores the Supreme Court's guidance from DCV, heller that the Second Amendment protects arms that are in common use at the time for lawful purposes like self-defense, hmm. end quote. So one of the 40-something guns that
0: they've prohibited in Maryland is the most popular Gun in America, the AR-15.
1: Wow. So, do they have a list of them, by the way? The uh, the forty. Uh, I I'm not seeing a list, but they do specifically mention the, the AR-15 AR. in the next sentence here. Gotcha.
2: From a minarchist point of view, literally, if the people can't have the gun, then the ultimate enemy of the people, the ones who the people need to be vigilant against, accounting, according to the founding fathers, these so-called government agents shouldn't be able to have said gun you know if you're going to look at this you know from right. someone who, a good who's a constitutionalist or a minarchist or whatever
0: i mean i i don't i i think there should be no regulation on guns but totally well, now this is, I'm sure, going to upset a lot of people here in New Hampshire on the very same day that the constitutional carry Well, luckily, uh, we're
1: not in the Fourth Circuit, so okay. this ruling does not necessarily affect anyone in New Hampshire.
0: Right, and it wouldn't necessarily, you know, even if we were in the same circuit, it wouldn't necessarily ban them from New Hampshire because it was only upholding a state law that bans them.
2: Yeah, I wonder what this It law would just is.
0: say it would be legal for New Hampshire to ban them Correct. if they wanted to.
2: Anytime I hear any of this stuff, I always think these these laws, these so called statutes and codes, apply to U.S. citizens that are persons, you know, the corporation, association, whatever, trust entities, and don't actually apply to we the people. But that that's just me, and that's just kind of the way I always look look at these things, anyways.
0: Well, as soon as somebody can prove that in court, I would love to get that on the record.
2: I I, I think it's an interesting theory at this point I, I think my first traffic deal that i get in new hampshire here i just want to go down that
1: road yeah why not j- j- why not Yeah. Do know, it. not worried about it the article continues the nra estimates there are between five to ten million ar-15s <laughs> one of the weapons banned under the maryland law uh, that being five to ten million in the entire united states right yeah. not just in maryland that's not enough Asked about an appeal, (laughs) Baker said the NRA is exploring all options.
0: I suspect they will be appealing. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Skype username is lrn.fm. We'll also update you on the Cody Wilson gun case, where his uh, plans for the Liberator, the 3D gun that he created, have been held up legally for a while. We'll tell you that here in moments. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. What do you shop for that you could otherwise buy at Amazon? Pretty much everything, right? Amazon has competitive pricing and they deliver, and that's a big plus. If you could plan ahead in your shopping, would you be interested in saving up to 33%? There's a catch. You have to do your shopping in Bitcoin. But imagine those savings. It's like a huge raise. All you have to do is go to SaveItPurse.com. We've saved thousands, and you can too. Plan ahead and save. SaveItPurse.com. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us on the radio waves and bring up anything you want. Our number here is 855 450 Free. That's 855 450 3733. Skype username is lrn.fm. And if you've been thinking about starting up a website, a blog, perhaps, maybe you've got a business. You want to finally get online? It's not too late and you can get a great deal because you're a Free Talk Live listener. Over at HostGator, one of the top hosting companies out there, they've got a 99.99% uptime rating and they make it easy to get your website rolling with a simple one-click easy installation for WordPress, which is the go-to in my opinion, the best content management system out there. I I love WordPress. I use it for almost all of my websites and I've got a bunch of them. So, also, you get 24-7 over-the-phone or live chat tech support and a very intuitive and user-friendly control panel that puts the power of creation and the simplicity of use into your hands. You go to HostGator.com slash FTL to get the special offer of 50 5-0, 50% off because you're a Free Talk Live listener. HostGator.com slash FTL like Free Talk Live as we continue here. Daryl, you had some more you wanted to share from the story about the uh, Federal appeals court, Fourth Circuit, ruling in favor of a so-called assault rifle ban in Maryland saying that ah, the Constitution, right to bear arms, it doesn't apply to these guns.
1: Doesn't apply to quote-unquote weapons of war. But again, how do you actually define that? Does it mean anything that has ever been used in war at any time? Which would then mean that you don't have a right to own anything because right. pretty much everything's been used in a war. Yeah, I mean they give uh,
0: this, they give soldiers today. Even if we're even if we're just looking at guns today, even if we're not talking about. Of all time, guns today, soldiers are issued handguns. Right. So that would eliminate a lot of uh, gun ownership, I think.
1: Yeah. You know, we're uh, Elizabeth Banack, the executive director for Marylanders to prevent gun violence, said the decision is overwhelming proof that reasonable measures to prevent gun violence are constitutional. Wait
0: a minute. Hold on. Isn't Baltimore in Maryland? It is. Yeah. Isn't Baltimore one of the most violent cities in the United States? Yep
1: unfortunately because the Baltimore yeah. Police Department still exists
0: yes but I mean there's like gang, gang fights and other kind of violence there True. as well uh, so it sounds to me like the ban on guns that exists in Maryland hasn't really stopped the violence
1: oh just you're saying letting pesky facts yeah. get in the way of Phils here right. uh Benack wrote in a statement Maryland's laws need to become a national model for evidence-based policies that will that will reduce gun violence but as you pointed out and they haven't actually reduced gun violence if anything they've you know just wound up allowing the cops to charge somebody with an additional crime when they commit gun violence
0: and they've disarmed the so-called law abiding people who right. you know are afraid of the police And they want to do the right thing and obey the law, so they get rid of their guns, and now they're even more vulnerable
1: to a criminal who doesn't care about what the law says. Right. And there's been some back and forth about this particular law. U.S. District Judge Catherine Blake upheld the ban in 2015, but a divided three-judge panel of the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled last year that she did not apply the proper legal standard. Mm. The panel sent the case back to Blake and ordered her to apply strict scrutiny, which is a more rigorous test of a law's constitutionality. The state appealed to the full appeals court. So... This is at least the fourth time that the court has issued some kind of ruling on this. Maryland passed the sweeping gun control measure after the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting that killed 20 children and six educators in Connecticut. Judge King, who wrote the majority opinion, mentioned that shooting at the start of his ruling Quote, both before and after Newtown, similar military style rifles and detachable magazines have been used to perpetrate mass shootings in places whose names have become synonymous with the slaughters that occurred there. He listed the 2012 shooting at a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, the December 2015 shooting in San Bernardino, California, and the shootings last year at the Orlando, Florida nightclub where 49 Mm -hmm. people were killed and 53 injured.
2: Perfect example of why common people need to have guns. Yep. If if just one guy had his own assault rifle, you know, slung over his shoulder, you know, or even just a pistol or on just him, a handgun, anything, sure. uh, you know,
1: could have changed the game. Yeah, could have changed, changed the, the way the whole lot. thing played out. And here's probably the scariest part of the ruling. Uh-oh. As if the earlier parts of the ruling weren't scary enough. Yeah, how can enough. this get worse? All right, here we go. King also noted that enacting the law is, quote, precisely the type of judgment that legislators are allowed to make without second guessing by a court. Huh. So What does that mean? Basically, the legislature should be able to do whatever the hell they want, and no court should be able to say you were naughty. This was a judge saying that? Who was king? This was the judge. He's wow. the judge that wrote the majority wow. opinion, says this law is precisely the type of judgment that legislatures are allowed to make without second guessing by a court. So basically he
0: vacating his own power over the legislature.
1: He concludes, simply put, the state has shown that all, all that is required a reasonable, if not perfect fit between the Firearm Safety Act and Maryland's interest in protecting public safety. So bah. as long as they can argue that this is about public safety, mm-hmm. we've got to put everybody in a gulag to protect it's safe, their safety. Safer there, yep.
2: and all these cities that have these strict, strict gun laws are the most violent places in the world. Funny, huh? Yeah, I was reading some statistic a while ago about how the United States would literally or would have the lowest violence rate in the world if you if you took the violence that happened in Chicago, Maryland. New York City, and I can't remember the other city. Took them out of the average. Took them out of the average. And, and these, there was like four cities were listed. Interesting. And, and these cities all have very, very heavy restrictive gun bans. Yep.
0: And if you look at uh, Vermont, you look at uh, New Hampshire, these are the two of the, of the 50 states with the lowest instances of murder, period, uh, across the board. So, I mean, there's just... And, and pretty much anyone
2: can have a gun open carry and yeah. now constitutional carry
0: in both places. That's right. Uh, and so I think there's a real strong argument that being able to defend yourself with the weapon that you choose is a, a very good way to stop crime from happening in the first place.
2: There are some comparable statistics between Chicago and Dallas. And Dallas, I don't know what the restrictions are, but it's a lot easier. It's very easy to ha- possess yeah, a gun Texas, in Dallas. right? And obviously Chicago like I believe, I believe actually cops off duty aren't even supposed to have their guns in Chicago I, I don't know how true that is but I heard that somewhere hmm. and but yeah uh, the the difference is cities are demographically like very similar in in this statistic comparison that I saw but you know the crime rate in Chicago is just huge and a violent gun crime right. rate compared to Dallas I mean there's there's crime in Dallas but not like there is in Chicago
0: yeah that's an interesting uh so i think that's an interesting study to to look at where you can say well the demographics are the same because some people would say that the demographics of new england or northern new england are very different and that somehow that that relates to the lower crime and i think that you just kind of put that argument yeah because like place. all the
2: different like racial classes right. are similar somewhat similar you know there's, there's you know but yeah and the crime was just totally different i mean rape uh everything and
0: generally the south has you know seems like the south has a lot more crime or at least that's what i've heard maybe you know in the speculation is because it's it's warmer weather and it makes people crazy or something like that
1: like you know cold weather keeps people inside and makes them less likely to go out and well there's also the uh correlation and correlation is not causation yeah but places that have lower per capita incomes tend to more have crime. slightly more crime. Right. Now, there's the people that will say, yeah, so that's proof that poor people are criminals. Well, it could also be evidence that, you know, government uh, policies wind up forcing people to do illegal things. So the drug war, mm-hmm. if you can't find a legitimate job and you go sell cannabis... Then you're a criminal. Right. Crime rate goes up. Toll,
0: uh, toll free number here, 855-450-FREE. You can join us. Uh, we got the update on the 3D printed guns. What's going on with that lawsuit? Uh, more coming up on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. Bring us what you want right here at 855 450 free, 855 450 3733. And Skype into the show at Skype username lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Jay, and Daryl. Also, uh, you can join us online if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show. Then what you can do to do that is uh, join the Free Talk Live AMP program. AMP stands. Or advertise market and promote it's five bucks a month not a big you know request five bucks a month price of a fancy cup of coffee or a hamburger uh, if, if our show's worth that to you then please join the amplifier program over at amp.freetalklive.com this is one of the ways that we can continue our mission of spreading the ideas of liberty peace and freedom as far as and as wide as possible on the radio Uh, and on the internet as well so go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up for that that's amp.freetalklive.com use any major credit card visa mastercard american express you can also use bitcoin over at amp.freetalklive.com and paypal let's go to sarah in new mexico and then more on gun freedom on the way here tonight sarah you're on free talk live well yes i guess
4: I wanted to mention about that, our uh, state budget shortfall, you know, how they were saying that they have no money for schools. But, you know, I think they're lying to us because you think uh, government
1: agents would be lying.
4: Well, the city say they wrote 20 million dollars, but they're going to build a new sports arena complex on the west side. And it usually costs around like 100 million dollars.
1: You that know, would be a very complex. cheap so sports that. complex.
4: Yeah, and then and then plus, uh, remember, remember our CAO, the uh, Rob Perry. Well, he got a fifteen thousand dollar increase. He used to get one hundred thirty thousand. Now he got a hundred. Now he's getting one hundred eighty thousand. It's
0: nice to be in the government, uh, isn't it? They give you all kinds of money. I mean, you should appreciate this, Sarah. You get money from the government. I mean, why would you be mad about them taking money for themselves?
4: You know, I I only get seven hundred thirty three. You get for hundred and eighty eighty thousand dollars. And there was thirty of the thirty other ones that got thirty two, to uh, fifty thousand dollar increase. hmm
2: For every dollar so, that's received by a welfare recipient in two thousand seven, the Massachusetts Auditor's Office determined that every dollar that was received by a welfare recipient in Massachusetts cost the taxpayer forty two dollars. My God. In all the the You're overhead, red tape, and wow. the pensions of everybody doing all the stuff—it's just, it's just such an inefficient system. That is insane.
0: So, Sarah, it yeah, sounds no, to me like you about. found I'm some government waste.
4: Recipients. It sounds I'm talking
0: about city employees. Yeah, they're but they're, like they're like also 30 basically 30 welfare 30 recipients. That that I mean, they're basically glorified welfare mean. recipients because it's not like you know most of them bring any real value to the table. They're they don't just pushing, anything. Yeah, they're just pushing paper around. But it so, sounds. My, my
4: does is that, is that mean? Does that mean that we're so broke that the, they're cutting down school days? In the meanwhile, forty of them get a thirty thousand dollars per raise. Per year I think raised? you've
0: stumbled onto something very important here, Sarah. You've you've discovered that the government's priorities with other people's money are not what your priorities would be. In that, if you had the money to spend, you would spend it differently than these government bureaucrats. You can see areas that you believe need help. That they're either ignoring or underfunding and instead increasing their own personal paychecks or giving hundreds of millions of dollars to projects like stadiums, which should not be funded by government. They should be funded by private industry, people who want to invest in the stadium, who are going to make money from that stadium. It shouldn't be the taxpayers who are funding the stadium. So it's nice to see that you found some government waste. Uh, that you don't agree with, but the thing is, as long as you see, here's here's what you got to understand, Sarah. As as long as you are asking the government to do something for you, like give you money, as they do, because you're on their welfare program, at least one of them, probably multiple, uh, to you know to give you money. If you want to give the government the power. To take money from others by the threat of force, which is how the government takes money in the first place. It threatens people with violence in order to have them pay the uh, whatever taxes we're talking about here. And then they use that money however they darn well see fit. As you've discovered, you get a piece of it because you're asking for uh, the welfare. But they also get most of it. As Jay pointed out, 40 times basically uh, the amount that is actually do- uh, doled out to the welfare recipients is being gobbled up by the bureaucrats who are running the program through their inefficiencies and, uh, and their paychecks. So it's an incredibly wasteful system that you're responsible for because you empower them, Sarah, by asking them for favors. You empower them by telling them that you need them, that you need their money. And so therefore you really don't have a place from which you can legitimately complain. You can complain, but as long as you continue to empower the state, you're part of the problem. <laughs>
4: But does that conclude that are they really that broke as they claim? My whole point is that they are lying to us because they got money for themselves. Yeah, of course they're lying to you, and they they got plenty of money money for for themselves.
2: Sarah, why don't you uh, investigate their comprehensive annual financial (laughs) report? Go to one. onecom She doesn't do websites. She doesn't have internet.
4: Oh. Well, another point is that that sports stadium is entertainment. You know, they they got us all distracted. You know, they'll spend money on parks. And sports stadium and um, entertainment, but they will defund our schools and they will fight building libraries because they want us to be stupid but entertained. That's another point I wanted to make. They don't want us to be too smart because we'll get rebellious. We'll want to have a revolution. We'll, co- we'll confront them in their lives. That's true. If you
1: want people to really be educated, you should be advocating for getting rid of the government schools because do you really want these liars and thieves educating children that with the belief that they're not liars and thieves because would a liar and thief really take care of you and educate you? Well, then I,
4: I found that from Chris, is that you said that they, they actually pay for the sugar, the beets, that will kill us and give us diabetes. Our tax dollars to subsidize that sugar industry. I don't but want the tax dollars being helpful. used
1: to subsidize anything. Well, that's why I'm saying. But, no, but Sarah's saying in this weird duopoly. A or, they'll they'll uh,
4: subsidize it. Sarah, if you, healthy sugars like Sarah, my maple. Listen,
1: <laughs> listen, li- listen, listen, Sarah. You're of this weird mindset that if we disagree with you on one thing, that we automatically support something else. We disagree with you on a bunch of stuff, and we disagree with the people that are advocating the other things on those things as well. So just because we disagree with you doesn't mean that we agree with somebody else. We think that the people on the right and the people on the left are both liars and thieves. They just lie and steal for different reasons.
2: I got to say, Sarah, you are really coming around. I'm, I'm proud of you. You're you're getting the ideas here. You're starting to understand the—this You know, this is like— with Sarah I've been witnessing you know somebody who's been a socialist that, that is coming somewhat out of socialism she's getting a little bit of she's starting to talk about how they're they're lying they're stealing from us I mean just a simple fact that she's there they're taking away from the schools so they could build these pet projects like parks and new stadiums and I'll tell you what these guys are in charge of moving this money around these these representatives whoever they are I almost guarantee whichever general contractor gets that contract to build that stadium, uh, whichever construction companies he hires, there is that representative's niece or Mm. a close friend or the wife's sister. Cousin, next door neighbor, best best friend from high school. Has a job as a consultant for this company. Because one of my best friends is involved in a big construction firm. And I've been talking about this stuff for years. And he's been telling me, man, you're right. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Senator So and So's daughter well, is a I, I, consultant for yep. us. You know
0: nepotism.
4: Can I mention something? Sure. Our Mayor Barry—he is a contractor. He was a <laughs> contractor, a builder, and he ran for the mayor's office. Why? Why was a, a non-political person that never? you know that,
0: that uh, money, because money, he money. is political because he because, I, he because he benefits. knows that
1: he can give his company contracts and he can make a lot of money. Thank you Sarah for your call tonight liars I appreciate it. Liars and thieves, Sarah, yep. they are liars and
0: thieves. Yeah, stop asking them for favors. If you want to have uh, the ability to control
1: your own life, then you got to you got to cut the cord. And then stop wondering why liars and thieves lie and steal. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> they're liars and thieves.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't matter who runs uh, for the, the next time around. The Republicans, the Democrats, they're always fielding liars and thieves into the election. So it can be frustrating. Um, But ultimately, that's why a lot of us libertarian types are moving to New Hampshire, which Sarah's not a libertarian. Uh, she self-describes as a communist. But maybe you're right, Jay. Maybe she's starting to catch on. She here is a little there. bit. I mean, yeah. I, I've been listening to her, what, three, four years? How I, I don't, know how, long she's been I don't know how long it's been. A couple of years at least. I've
6: been listening
2: yeah. to her a lot and she's recently starting to come along a little bit you know she's starting to figure out that these guys are liars and thieves and but maybe
1: if she actually listened to the show them to take care of it so she realizes there's a man behind the curtain Yeah. she just wants there to be a different man behind the curtain toll free it's number
2: a step in the right direction
1: toll free number
0: 855-450-free i agree with you there jay it is important to acknowledge people when they get it right 855-450-3733 broken clock Our... Our number three is on the way and you can take control on Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire?
7: I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do.
0: I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me like,
1: do this right now.
7: I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be.
1: I've always wanted to change the world, so I moved to the Shire to join people who were actually working towards doing the same thing.
7: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.
6: Free Talk Live. Hey,
0: it's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and join us here. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything that you want, Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've been talking about some gun-related news here tonight. Uh, The good news is that New Hampshire has constitutional carry now. As of earlier this morning, law was signed into effect uh, that will basically make it so people who are not felons and or otherwise prohibited from carrying guns, uh, so pretty much, you know, the average person can carry a gun without asking government permission concealed or openly in the state of New Hampshire. Yes. Loaded. Uh, correct. Yes. Uh loaded or or unloaded, uh your choice. So, and that's good news. The bad news is out of a federal appeals court in Virginia regarding a Maryland law that bans 40 something guns uh, 40 so-called assault rifles the court basically uh the fourth circuit court of appeals essentially saying that yeah there's a f- uh, you know that second amendment thing but we don't really believe it applies to weapons of
1: war even though so, at the time that the second amendment was written the you know standard weapon of war was you know some kind of like muzzle loader or flintlock yeah so
0: uh, that's not good news. But in other related news to guns, we had mentioned the uh, the Ghost Gunner. You'd brought up the Ghost Gunner, Daryl, which is a, a product that is marketed by Defense Distributed. That's run by Cody Wilson, who we've had on this show in the past. He is known mostly for creating the Liberator, the first world's first 3D printed gun, and that's where the controversy comes in. Because I was I remembered that there was some sort of court case with him. But I wasn't sure if it was about the liberator or the ghost gunner. Turns out it's about the liberator. Here is the most recent story that I found from 3dprint.com. This came out in September of 2016. Court cases having to do with 3D printing are usually related to copyright infringement, and there certainly are a lot of those, as the legal system struggles to keep up with the convoluted Uh, intellectual property issues related to the expanding digital world no 3d printing related court case however is as well known and controversial as defense distributed versus the department of state it's been a long drawn-out battle beginning in 2013 when cody wilson the founder of defense distributed published the open source files for his 3d printed handgun the liberator online the state department later ordered that he take those files down which of course you know They'd already gotten out there. So right. there are already uh, multiple distributions of the Liberator plans on the internet. So the old Streisand effect,
1: uh, try to suppress something and
0: it gets more
1: popular. Right. And if you put something on BitTorrent, it is not being stored in the United States. That's true. Per se, it's stored everywhere. But he had them on his website,
0: so he had to take those down under this order from the State Department, and he did uh, do that. But not before thousands had already downloaded them and spread them elsewhere on the internet. In 2015, with the help of gun rights organization, the Second Amendment Foundation, Wilson filed a federal lawsuit claiming the State Department had violated not only his Second Amendment, but his First Amendment rights. But not only should you have the right to bear arms, but you should have the right to talk about your Uh, arms and explain how you whatever yeah explain how you built those arms which is what essentially the plans are for the the liberator it's a set of instructions of a bear it's what now i said i cut (laughs) them off of a bear (laughs) the arms uh the, the uh the 3d the 3d printed uh the files are basically a set of instructions that your computer follows and sends to the the printer that, that it follows, and then it results in parts being printed out that you then follow more instructions on putting together, and you have yourself a gun. So again, basic freedom of speech argument there. So he filed this lawsuit, and uh, by suppressing his right to share information online, Wilson argued that the State Department was violating his right to free speech. His request for a preliminary injunction was denied, on the grounds that the safety of the public outweighed any damages that Wilson had suffered from the alleged violation of his rights. As the State Department said in its initial letter to Wilson, posting files for weapons online may be in violation of the International Traffic and Arms Regulations, the ITAR as the files could be accessed by anyone, domestic or overseas. So they they essentially were arguing that, well, it's fine if you share your free speech with people in Texas or here in the United States, but you can't just put weapons plans on the Internet. Terrorists could download those. <laughs> this is essentially what So they, ridiculous. Yeah, this is Terrorists
1: could get jobs working for the government and then wind up shooting people in San Bernardino, California as well. Wilson responded by filing an appeal to the
0: Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. But this week, and again, this was in September, this week he was dealt another defeat as the court ruled in a 2-1 decision that national security still supersedes Wilson's right to free speech. Now, this is a disturbing opinion uh, that suggests that free speech is in no way a primary right that people actually have. All the state has to do is claim well, national security. And then they have all the justification they need, apparently, to restrict your free speech. Isn't that what Hitler did? Sounds probably very familiar to uh,
2: the homeland. So so just to uh, add to this a little bit, if anybody wants to listen to some great interviews with Cody Wilson, uh, Ernie Hancock's ha- ha- had him on several times, yeah. and, and they're very in-depth, very detailed. And just simply Google Freedoms Phoenix, Cody Wilson, it'll bring you right to ernie hancock show and you can listen to them uh, mp3s
0: and they're great yeah he does a good job no doubt about it
1: so Uh, here's something that's very interesting uh just looking around trying to find out if i can find these files and surprise surprise archive.org has them has them nice very nice many of my
0: friends have them too So here's an excerpt from the decision slapping down Cody Wilson uh, at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Quote, ordinarily, of course, the protection of constitutional rights would be the highest public interest at issue in a case. That is not necessarily true here, however, because the State Department has asserted a very strong public interest in national defense. Now, remember, the, the word public is code for government. Uh, usually when you see the government people using the word public, they want you to think about the people. But if you replace it with government, it makes more sense. The statement makes more sense here, right? That's if, if you say they've asserted a very strong government interest in national defense, but it's they say right. they asserted a very strong public interest, as though the people are somehow more interested in the government's Uh, ability to control than
1: their own rights right and And now there are some cases or rather uh, case law case precedent where the courts have ruled that there must be a compelling government interest to be able to do a thing and mm -hmm. here they're trying to say well there's a public interest but again it's basically a government interest where they're trying to Basically, they're projecting, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're saying I'm scared, so therefore everybody is scared. With, yep. with
2: the word being public, also remember that the people are private. The people are not public, so anything is public. Like public, you know, partnerships is you know is a good example. Pub- public streets, public everything. It's it, public is always government.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm saying it's always important to know their code words when they're they're using. Legal them. Ease. Uh, So, going on here, so, a strong public interest in national defense and national security. The ruling goes on to say that, quote, Indeed, the State Department's stated interest in preventing foreign nationals, including all manner of enemies of this country, from obtaining technical data on how to produce weapons and weapon parts is not merely tangentially related to national defense and national security. It lies squarely within that interest. So, what they're saying is, is the fact that there are... So-called enemies of the United States, the boogeyman out there, the you yeah, know whether it's
2: U.S. citizens or enemies of the United States,
0: whether it's the communists or whether it's you know the the terrorists or whoever the boogeyman of the moment is, the fact that there is a enemy out there is the justification they're using to destroy your freedom. That's right. the justification they're using to say, "Well, sorry, but we're just going to have to dampen your free speech over here because we have enemies."
2: So I wonder if they're going to start treating this these files that have the diagrams on how to build a liberator the same way they'd be treating someone
0: having child porn on their device or drugs or whatever yeah sure toll free number here eight fifty five four fifty free get a little more here about Cody Wilson in uh, his case what's going on there and you can share your thoughts with us take control of the airwaves eight uh, fifty five four fifty free it doesn't have to be about guns that's been the uh, the bulk of the conversation tonight but you can bring up anything. And this is Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype as well. The Skype username is lrn.fm. Tonight with you in the studio, it's me, Ian. Jay. And Daryl. Uh, we got more here to come on the latest from Defense Distributed, the court's uh, case that has been filed by Defense Distributed and its founder, Cody Wilson, regarding the gun known as the Liberator, the 3D-printed gun, the world's first 3D-printed gun. Now, there were subsequent 3D-printed guns as well. I don't know what their legal status is or who their creators were, but we've talked to uh, Cody Wilson in the past here on Free Talk Live, and uh, I hope that he ultimately prevails in this, what I consider to be very important, not just freedom-to-bear-arms case, but freedom-of-speech case, where essentially Cody Wilson is arguing that, well, I'm just putting plans on the Internet What's the problem with that? These are plans for something that someone can print out with their three D printer. That yes, you can assemble the parts together and you know have a gun that will fire a few times. Uh, apparently, you know the more you fire these three D printed guns, or at least the Liberator, the more dangerous they become. So you need to you know be careful. <laughs> Buyer beware when it comes to building these things, right. from what I understand. But and I've heard that the subsequent guns that have come out of, have gotten better. But I haven't done a lot of research on it. Anyway, the state's argument is essentially that, well, there's there's bad guys in the world. And so, therefore, we can restrict your freedom of speech because the state has enemies. And that is a disturbing concept that it shouldn't
1: be unfamiliar with longtime listeners well, that, of the Well, that was sort of the uh, thing that Hitler precipitated – no, I'm I'm going back a little further than that – John Adams – Used as justification for the alien and sedition acts. Yeah, well, it's, this is an old argument for sure. And this is this is the argument
0: essentially that the state always uses to infringe upon freedoms. So, oh, you can't just get on an airline. There's bad guys out there. So we need to strip you down. Oh, you can't just, you know, put stuff on the internet. Somebody who we don't like might get a you know, get wind of it. So therefore you can't say anything that you want to say. Uh, it's it's a crazy idea, and unfortunately, there's probably some court precedent for it, so he may not be victorious on this. But nonetheless, there's more to the story, and we'll get to that coming up here in moments. But first, we go to the Skype where James is on the line in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
8: That was a pretty funny story, Jay, that you told about the Winnebago being on autopilot. Because like I'm still. Yeah, I, I'm as baffled as you are when I listen to you spin a bunch of stupid conspiracy theories that I don't think you're joking about. You actually take dead seriously because you listen to losers like Jay Norrie or Ernie Hancock, the sucker that he is. And he's uh, a good man. Those... No, he's not, and neither it are actually you. Actually, he is quite a good, a good man. I know him No, personally. he's not. A conspir... Do you know him? Somebody Do you know that him, James? Somebody spins conspiracy theories is not a good Has man. Has he ever done anything and to one... you? how is oh, he oh yes RRB? he has actually and i'll be happy to answer that on the end of, other end of the call if i may speak about what i called in to talk about but i'd be happy to answer that. well it sounds like you've called any in anymore. to
0: insult jay so do you have anything like you know actually worth jay
8: has more than insulted me and i didn't start it with i didn't i'm not the one that started with insults jay did and Pretty sure he I, I love how you guys do too and then you take insult to me insulting you back but you're not really a minister either, Jay. Again, I want to talk to you about your Looney Tune conspiracy theories. And by the way, I'd be happy to come to Keene, New Hampshire, and take you up on working with you. You said I'd have fun.
2: Yeah, maybe you want to go stack you. some hay, cut some I, firewood.
8: Uh, I'm not averse to work like the two, the person that you're looking at right now, who is, we both know is averse to work and has never I had a real job that. since he he's works really hard. Actually, Keene. <laughs> anyway, I'll both take you up on that. these guys work hard, Jay. Jay, I'll take you up on that. Cool. I don't work for free because I know I'll have so much fun that the city, the good people of Keene, New Hampshire will thank me when they found that you've moved from town after having had to spend a day with me because I'll talk you off with the truth and I'll deprogram you and you'll literally go into shock. Because you, again, Ernie Hancock's me? not a good person. <laughs> oh, come <Yeah>. on. When <laughs> you talk about Rothschilds and international bankers and well, George they don't exist, Bush and, right? and, and, and the president now are puppets of people you can't name. Literally, you can't name the international bankers, but you say it, and therefore it's true. These are conspiracy theories, and you learn this dope dealing from dope dealers called Ernie Hancock, who should be in jail, no. literally, for being a liar. For, uh, Just like the two people you're sitting next to should be in jail for being liars. But, Jay, again, it's your responsibility to back up that imp- Rothschilds, for sure. Ian Bernard said when you brought them up, for sure, control the world and are worse than—they're like the worst family on Earth. Where do you get this stuff from again? Well, it's, George Nury and— I didn't Ch- say anything Ernie about Hancock? that. No, Jay Loon did, and you said for sure last week. You can check out the archives— ian bernard i'm quoting you but i know uh, you say you don't do drugs ian bernard it was only a week ago i know you talk out of your sassafras all the time but you don't remember the things you say very well do you
2: i i think jay loon is a hilarious nickname i love
8: it, <laughs> it <is.
0: laughs> He does he is creative jay about Looney those tune. hey thanks you for the call tonight to it. james it's enough from you uh toll free number 855-453 that's 855-450-3733 Look, I don't know anything about the Rothschilds. I, uh, you know, whatever it was, I said, I don't. Yeah, it's true. I don't recall it. Uh, but uh, I don't claim to be one of the people who's in any way an expert on the international intrigue of who runs what and who's in charge of what. So there was care. some interesting exchange between a guy named Ishmael
2: Mayer Rothschild and uh, Andrew Jackson. About the centralized banking system.
0: This is way back.
2: Yeah, yeah, 1836. Okay. If you read uh, Andrew Jackson's veto of the uh, Va- Banking Act of 1836, you can learn okay. some stuff. But in history there, and this was at some John Birch Society stuff that I went to when I was like a teenager at my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we get a lot, they did a lot of presentations on, you know, the, the Ro- Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. And Ishmael Mayer Rothschild was like a guy who he was like president or in charge of the London Bank or something. And, he was basically was like threatening Andrew Jackson, you know, that he would tear the country in two if they didn't allow this bank to happen, and you know, and there was some alleged assassination hits put on Andrew Jackson by this, you know, Ishmael Mayor Rothschild, I believe is how you say his name, but anyways, mm-hmm. it that it was just some stuff I was recalling from, you know, well twenty years ago, you so know. You're
0: saying you started learning about the let's call them conspiracies uh long before you even knew about Ernie Hancock. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Ernie's got nothing to do with it. So, yeah. Toll-free number tonight 855-450-free. Let's get back into the story from 3dprint.com about the liberator, the 3d printed gun, the world's first now, while it can be argued the Liberator itself, a single-shot plastic handgun, doesn't pose a major national security threat, it could be just the tip of the iceberg. The court's ruling seems to have less to do with the nature of the original files and more to do with the possibly dangerous precedent they could set. Wilson announced earlier this year, this was late 2016 when this was written, that he intended to make files for a 3D-printable machine gun available online as soon as he was permitted to do so, generating a lot of concern for... From security experts. It's not necessarily over for Distri- Defense Distributed, though. The case will now be sent back down to the district level for further review, and Wilson could appeal again, asking this time for an en banc hearing before the entire Fifth Circuit rather than the typical three judge panel. One of the judges on that panel was definitely sympathetic to Wilson's cause. However, District Judge Edith Jones argued that the court showed zero regard for the First Amendment and that the ruling falls into the category of prior restraint on speech, i.e., suppressing the publication of information before it has been published. We can share more with you and you can share your thoughts with us. The toll-free number is 855-450-free, whether it's conspiracy theory or the real life taking of your rights. By people out in the open like the government guys this is free talk live bring up what you want
4: we'd like to invite you to visit freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard freekeen.com
0: Free Talk Live, dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. Our number here, 855-450-FREE, that's 855-450-3733. You can help Free Talk Live and get the stuff you were going to buy anyway by going to shop.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon through the links you'll find there. There's some other stores like Walmart as well, but you go through those links and Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase price. Amazon links include Amazon US, UK, and Canada. You just go in, click on the Amazon for you at shop.freetalklive.com and then buy the stuff you were going to buy. Free Talk Live gets a piece. Otherwise, if you don't do that, then Amazon keeps it all. So why not start shopping at shop.freetalklive.com? As we continue here with your calls and thoughts, we have Jeff, and he's in Illinois. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WRMN. Go ahead.
5: Thank you. I um, had to spray air freshener around the room after hearing James. It's kind of like being in an outhouse or something. It's
0: like a <laughs> little sage. Yeah, it is Something, a little bit you know, of a like verbal a, diarrhea from that guy. Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
5: You, you know, you're actually, when you talk to him, you're you're like, well, people have toxins in themselves, and, and you're basically, um, you know, directly responding to or listening to this junk people have within themselves sometimes mm. on a physical basis. Um, I wonder, is it um, they have all these things like the one guy tried to uh, do that thing where he had a machine and he had people buy a part and put the part in the machine and and they they went after him about that what if people taught people some kind of machine classes or how to make stuff would they go nuts about that
2: it depends what they're trying to make right depends who's going to go nuts I mean,
5: right i mean you know it, it is ironic and I, I i appreciate you guys you know saying this stuff breaking bringing it up for knob things like uh now oh, the government wants to have beer cats, and then they want you to have the semi-automatic stuff, you know. And um, so They I don't want good.
0: you to have uh, guns, right. yet they want they, they all don't. the toys and the tools. They, they want,
5: oh, oh, by the way, um, J- Janet Incompetano said that if you are um, a Second Amendment person or a veteran or different types of people, maybe pro-lifers, then you, you are a terrorist. Oh, yeah. Just to let you know who, who the terrorists are in case you want to know if you're for the Second Amendment.
0: Well, I mean, it's pretty clear who the terrorists are. Terrorists are people that use violence and the threat of violence to achieve uh, political goals and or to try to influence uh, the politics. And ultimately, that's what the the state does all the time. So... State True. governments, federal yeah. governments, local governments, they are engaging in terrorism on a daily basis. It's just they they want to that. distract you by uh, showing you these other terrorists, the ones who, you know, wear scary balaclavas and, you know, cut people's heads off. Uh, they want you to think that they're the real danger when, in point of fact, those people aren't really a threat to people in the United States.
2: I called the Palmer Town tax collector a terrorist to his face. How'd that and, go? Oh, he, he's like, what are you talking about? And he says, well... If I don't pay these taxes, men with guns are going to show up and kick me off my property, right? And they did. As, yeah. As, so you're using th- you're using threats of violence against me unless I pay you this extortion you want. You are the textbook definition of a terrorist. Yeah. He, he, he just shut up, up closed his door, and yeah. walked away.
5: Wow. Well, we, we have way too much government. There's a thing called regional government. Have you guys heard of regional government?
0: Regional, regional or reasonable?
5: Regional. 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 Uh, like, yeah. RTA. Uh, Regional Transportation Authority. Sure, it's an extra layer of government. We are. Oh, and um, you guys have several state legislators in Illinois. Um, a previous governor, um, that we, the one with the Democrat, that just got out.
1: Um, when he was the one that's ago, in he, prison, or the one that's not yet in prison. The one that's not yet in prison. Okay.
5: Um, yeah, it, let me think. Uh, the the guy that's the feather duster instead of the. Um, but uh, he was a bald one. But anyway, so when he was governor, before he was governor, he did this thing where they got rid of a bunch of our state legislators, and he said he was, like, reducing the size of government. But what he was doing was reducing the amount of uh, representation people had.
0: Yeah, that uh, that's true. What did it go from, how many were there, and then how many did they reduce down to?
5: You know, it was some. it seemed like it was a fraction of what it was. And also, another mm-hmm. thing is we have bad constitutions, state constitutions that are, like, in Illinois, it says... Um, subject to police powers, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
8: Well, so that's
5: from the 1970 Constitution, which, they, of course, is against the U.S. Constitution, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry for people living in Illinois. It's one of the worst— New state uh,
5: constitutions.
0: Yeah, it's one of the worst uh, police states out there. Thanks for sharing that with us, Jeff. I Thanks appreciate it. Uh, toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We were talking about Des- defense distributed, the company based out of, I believe, Austin, Texas, where Cody Wilson has been making headlines uh, globally because of his
1: uh, the three D three D printable gun, the Liberator, and other devices. So apparently, the Illinois legislature was shrunk in nineteen eighty two from mm-hmm. one hundred and seventy seven members to one hundred and eighteen. Yeah, uh, Jeff is right. That would reduce representation. And do very little to actually shrink the government. That was also 34 years ago, so not recently.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the it's not recent. Well, but he said the, the most yeah. recent governor
1: shrink uh, the size of the legislature. Right, yeah, so that was actually a long time ago. Maybe he's living in a time warp. I don't know. Or maybe the most recent governor proposed shrinking the size. Even further? Could be. Uh, the classic de- uh, story from 3dprint.com
0: continuing about the court. That has essentially ruled in favor of restricting freedom of speech. This case is continuing, however. There's it's not over yet. Uh, ruling that one cannot place on a website instructions on how to 3D print a gun in the United States because somebody outside of the United States, who the United State, who is the supposed enemy of the United States government, might find those plans is their justification. And District Judge Edith Jones argued the court showed zero regard for the First Amendment. And that the ruling falls into the category of prior restraint on speech. She says, quote, the classic description of a prior restraint is an administrative or judicial order forbidding certain communications when issued in advance of that time, such communications are to occur, though not unconstitutional per se. Any system of prior restraint bears a heavy presumption of unconstitutionality, unquote. However, her opinion was the minority of the opinions on the court, and so for now, Wilson is back to square one. Meanwhile, he can continue designing and producing 3D-printed weaponry, as well as selling the Ghost Gunner CNC mill designed to fabricate the lower receiver of an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. The court reiterates that its ruling applies only to the files that are published online. Uh, They say, quote, Well, "...with CNC milling files supplied by Defense Distributed, ghost gunner operators are able to produce fully functional, unserialized, and untraceable metal AR-15 lower receivers in a largely automated fashion. Everything discussed above is legal for United States citizens regardless of the outcome of this case." This case concerns Defense Distributed's desire to share all of its 3D printing and CNC milling files online, available without cost to anyone located anywhere in the world, free of regulatory restrictions. Which is, of course, what anyone should be able to do in a so-called free country. But we all know by now that it's not a free country. I wonder don't we? what
2: the government of North Korea's opinion is on people being able to download the this data and make their own weapons. I bet you it's very similar to the. Uh, opinion of the united states government
0: finally defense distributed according to 3dprint.com also sells prefabricated prefabricated lower receivers for the ar-15 and ar-10 it remains to be seen whether wilson will continue to pursue his fight with the government but considering how doggedly he has pursued it thus far i suspect we haven't seen the last of this case So that's the latest I saw. Maybe there's something that's newer. Of course, the federal court system tends to have its gears turn very slowly. So it may very well be that September of 2016 is the last update on this. If you know more, if you're following the case closely,
1: definitely give us a call toll-free at 855-450-FREE. If you have a case number, get that to me off the air. I'll take a look in Pacer.
0: I do not have a case number, but you can actually uh, search four names in the in the pacer system. So that would that would be the best right, way to find but Wilson out. Wilson
1: is not exactly a uncommon last name. True. So digging through all of the Wilsons might Let's be a little difficult. Say. I might be we'll able to. We'll discuss find it off the yeah. air.
0: I um, will see what I can do. Uh toll-free number here 855-450-free. That's 855-450-3733 coming up. Jay Noon was recently at kind of a tour stop for the daughter and the wife of one of the men who was shot to death in the Oregon standoff situation.
2: That's right, boy Finicum's
0: wife and daughter. More coming up. This is free talk live you can bring up anything that you want in these remaining moments we have enough time for you our number is 855 450 free that's 855 450 3733 skype username is lrn.fm and also you can save at purse save at purse.com that's where you can go if you want to save let's say 20 25% uh, you choose your discount when it comes to saveatpurse.com you save on your purchases at amazon but here's the catch and there is the, There's just one catch. You have to use Bitcoin or one of the other more popular alternatives to Bitcoin, one of the other cryptocurrencies. If you don't have cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, sorry, you can't benefit from SaveItPurse.com. But this is a great reason to go out and get some Bitcoin because you can save easily 20 25%. you decide now I've been using 25% recently because I've been getting it there was a time when I didn't feel like I could get 25% off but now it's you know every time I'm uh, on there I'm using 25% and somebody fulfills my order within a day usually it's amazing and why not I mean if you can save 20 25% why would you choose to pay full price. Hello. It it makes sense. It works. This is real. I've been using it for more than two years of my life. So this isn't some sort of flash-in-the-pan uh, website that's going to disappear tomorrow. And you've bought some high-ticket items on here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, if you're going to buy a high ticket item, you might as well save 10, 15, 20%. Uh, save at purse.com save at
1: purse.com. That's where you can go to get started. I now- just happened to have looked at mine a couple of days ago. I've saved almost $450. Sweet. How many orders? Did you see that? Uh, like 45. Nice. Again, those yeah. are 45 orders that you would have
2: paid full price for. otherwise. Yeah. I'm over 700 bucks on mine. I bought a lot. Amazing. Of, I bought a lot of high end tools the past couple years. Yeah. So, well, like, one tool was 610 bucks on a Snap-on truck. With Purse and Amazon, I ended up getting it for $309.
0: Whew, that's a huge discount. Absolutely. And it's the same product, same S- exact Same quality. exact thing, yes. So, uh, Jay, you were recently at a tour stop. Apparently, the daughter and wife, uh, or I guess widow now, of uh, Lavoie Finnicum. That's correct. We're doing some sort of a tour, like a freedom or know your rights tour. I want you to tell me more about that, but uh, let's recap who Lavoy Finnicum is for listeners that may not be familiar.
2: So Lavoy Finnicum is a Northern Arizona rancher, and even before or was I guess or I'm was sorry. and he was one of the guys. So I, I might this might be a little inaccurate, but I'm pretty sure that he he went up to the Bundys Ranch when they had that kind of like standoff up there Everybody, a few years ago. Yeah, a like few four years ago, or five years ago. And so he's been doing these these videos for a while. He's been very outspoken in, uh, about freedom and liberty. He's been having problems with the BLM for years because he he ha, he had a BLM lease. Bureau and, of land management, right? And basically on this land that he had the lease on, he owns the water and the grass, and then somebody else owns the timber, and somebody else owns you know the minerals. Uh, for example. Um, that's weird. Well, that's, that's the way it works. And I didn't really understand exactly how, uh, how this really worked until I went to this event the other night in Haverhill, Mass, where, uh, Chalice and Jeanette Finnicum, Jeanette's, uh, the widow, Chalice is the daughter. Uh, I think that's how you say her name. I could be saying it wrong anyways. So they, they, these two women did a really good job explaining this, but L- Lavoy has been an activist for years. Uh, he was, and 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 his activism is really good. He's the kind of guy he he seems like he comes from a place of love. He really mm-hmm. means it. Yeah, I think he's got eleven or twelve kids, uh, you know, wow. and, they, and they grew up. You know, he, he's a cowboy. He's, he's he's a rancher, and so he grew up working hard, and all his kids work hard, and they all do all that you know ranching type stuff, uh, kind of similar to how I grew up. I you know more of a New England you know upbringing in, in the horse business, really, and farming myself. But anyways, so he went up to. Uh, try to make a difference up here with the uh, guys. I forget their name. The Malheur, about Malheur, yetis in Oregon. In Oregon. So the Bundy. That was went like a
0: year ago. Now when that uh, that happens, yes. so it was the winter time. I think right. it was actually. I think they went up in the beginning of January of last year, in 2016, and because the place Ocu- was closed, occupied it for several weeks. Uh, ultimately w- sort of whittling down their numbers as people were leaving, you know, yep. having to go back home or just didn't want to confront the Fed, so they ended up leaving. Ended up being a, a group, a very small group of people that was uh, was still occupying that place, and he was one of them. Uh, he and, and some of the folks from the occupying uh, group Traveled, or they were attempting to travel to a town. I guess a nearby town, if I'm recalling correctly. I think they were supposed to actually go have a meeting to try and have a meeting with a sheriff
2: to basically explain to the sheriff, "Hey, let's you know get the feds out of here." You know, it's all it's all about property
0: rights. They got ran uh, run off the road as they were driving towards this supposed yep. meeting. And then uh, this guy Lavoy Finnicum gets out of the car. It sounded like there might have been shots being fired at them. He gets out, presumably to kind of draw the fire away from the people in the vehicle, and ultimately gets shot to death by, I believe, it was state troopers. If I'm recalling correctly, Oregon State uh, State Police shot to death by the state police. And there's you know there was some there was some discussion disagreement as to whether or not he was trying to pull a gun on the state troopers, or if he was just shot down in cold blood. Uh, and I don't remember you know, if that has ever been in any way uh, determined because the video footage from the federal government, from their drones, was suspect. And the people in the car, of course, believed that, that Lavoie was a good man who was not going to shoot the police and that the cops shot him dead for no reason.
2: Well, his, his wife and daughter definitely presented a, a story that yeah, he was targeted. They wanted hit to make an example of him. They wanted him out of the picture because this guy is very well put together on his on, on what he has to say. If you watch his videos, he has the website is One Cowboy Stand for Freedom. And he, he did a lot of YouTube videos hmm. long before this and he's been doing this activism for quite a while. And of
0: course, it's worth pointing out that the occupiers were found not guilty by a jury. Right. So all of that, all of the you know, the police presence, all of the violence on the part of the government was for naught. I mean, they didn't even get their conviction. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, it, it was, which is awesome. Yeah. And, but a bunch of these guys are still in jail because they're going to try to charge them on other stuff. So oh, you really? I they were talking about it. Uh, on Facebook, if you guys look up one cowboy's daughter, stand. One cowboy's daughter standing for freedom is is the Facebook page about their tour. They're mm-hmm. in Georgia right now. I think they're going to. They be, were just
0: in Massachusetts the other day. And uh, in Saturday, oh, yeah. Wow. And then
2: Sunday or Monday, they're in New York. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Friday they're in New York. Saturday they're in Massachusetts, and then I believe Monday they were in Maryland. Okay. I think they're actually in North Carolina tonight. They're and moving the, down the East Coast. Tomorrow they're in Georgia. Okay. One cowboy's Daughter standing for freedom is on Facebook. So, what did they
0: cover? I mean, what did uh, so, you know? What did you learn while you were there? Well, what
2: I learned that they, the feds, literally occupy and own eighty percent of the land in the Western United States, yeah, and that they are ridiculous to deal with. Uh, for example, Jeanette, the the widow of Lavoie, the feds won't even acknowledge or recognize her husband's land lease, and she had to. Pen up a bunch of her cattle and put them in a feedlot, and and spend thirty thousand dollars feeding her cattle when she's already owns a, a land lease, is paying a mortgage payment on this land lease, and the BLM won't let her use it. They won't return her call. They they're just like ignoring her. They're being ridiculous. Mm. They did they did a they do a cattle drive. They drive their cattle like fifty miles to from their ranch to this lease. And as they started doing her cattle drive, they were basically told, if you continue your cattle drive, we're showing up there and arresting everybody. Wow. So what she did is she hired a bunch of truckers to come and move 150 head of cattle. You know, in a semi, you only get 34, you know, adult cows on on a semi. Mm -hmm. She had to spend thousands of dollars getting them all trucked, which, you know, is tremendous inconvenience. I mean, that's why they just push them with horses. You know, you can just walk them and do it. So this is her second tour she was doing. She did another tour over the summer where she actually came to Massachusetts. They had a uh, Second Amendment r- rally down in Belchertown, Mass, that my friend uh, Dave Copaz put on. Uh, Dave does a show called Red Pill Politics, which they actually did a filming of the other night in Haverhill. So th- she talked about how they would go to these towns and the FBI would, would call up the town manager or the mayor's office, the police department, the county sheriff, and say, hey, domestic terrorists are coming there. And <laughs> Jeez. She lit, she said that the local town selectmen were were and the police officers, local town police were asked if they could raid this place because there might be su- suspicious characters. Wow! And they, they go That's on crazy. how they're th- this these two women are domestic terrorists. Uh, the FBI has been following them all over the place, basically harassing them, intimidating uh, the towns they're going into to do stuff. So, and a big thing about this is one of Lavoie's things was you know life liberty and property and as soon as any any of those three elements are taken the other two are going to be taken you know very quickly and his biggest thing is they've taken our property we're all tenants on the land we can't own property which i, I experienced firsthand myself that's
0: that's right so where do, what was the tour called again
2: one cowgirls uh, one cowgirl one cowboy's daughters stand for freedom or one cowboys stand for freedom.com is the website
0: all right jay noon uh with us here we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com you've probably heard the libertarian author tom mullen interviewed or talked about on free talk live well tom wrote a song called you were right mr spock You Were Right, Mr. Spock by libertarian author and singer-songwriter Tom Mullen. To get it on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and more, go to skepticsongs.com. If you want to read Tom's articles and free excerpts of his books, go to tommullen.net.